0: Please know Punterino, and welcome to an episode of the Traction.gg podcast. I'm Tom, and joining us today is Jimmy Broadbent, over 800,000 sim racing and Mudspot YouTube subscribers and counting. The preeminent virtual racing content creator is here to discuss his Praga exploits this season, but also his live sidecast on AMP during Formula 1 weekends, fast and loose, the current state of F1 games, and the struggle to create popular relevant video content. Just a quick disclaimer, this was recorded before the Praga Cup final at Donington Park, but we were able to speak to him and his teammate, Gordy Much during that very championship-winning weekend in person, and that's also available right now as a bonus podcast. Earlier in the year, we spoke to Jimmer for his pre-season thoughts, and there are many interviews out there about his shed-dwelling days. So without further ado, here's Jimmy Broadbent on where he's at right here, right now, and then don't forget to listen to the follow-up episode from Donington. So Jimmy, pleasure to speak to you again. How are you today?
1: I'm fantastic, mate. I've got a massive cup of coffee, and uh, we have. I'm, I'm treated to a lovely UK overcast sky. Life can be better, you know. Yeah, it's
0: it's just that grey, solid grey at the minute where I am. I don't know if you are. It's just got no character to the weather. Anyway, we should probably not, not talk about that. But it is quite <laughs> early in, in the morning, so um, yeah. Obviously, we've spoken before. We've we've done like attraction. GG podcast episode with you where I was speaking to you in the paddock at Silverstone pre-season for the Praga Cup. Uh, What I thought we could do this time is, well, we could go down the route of your origin story, like you're part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I think that's (laughs) done before, and there's there's many excellent interviews that you've done before, so I I would uh, recommend those. We'll put some links in the description. Um, So instead, I'd like to talk about the present day, your year so far, and maybe what you're doing next year. We'll see. So... Uh, let's kick off with the Praga Cup because it's topical Uh, you're in contention for a championship now when I spoke to you early on in the year you were sort of playing it down a bit but your eyes said no we're going for the championship and now here we are with one round left and you've got a 21 point uh, lead so how would you summarise your season first of all Um, I mean honestly I think like
1: we could have done quite a bit more in our season. You know, the way I see it, I mean, I know it's racing and all that, and, uh, but we're out two wins, you know, um, that we should have really
0: achieved. Um, so... One was a technical... You won on the track once and then you had it removed for a technical infringement or something like this, for example? Yeah, that, that was what a what strange
1: was? one. We um, basically were over-boosting. We have no control over that on the car. It was a mechanical fault. And yeah. we had the same issue in qualifying, went back and said, hey, we have this problem. Let's make sure it doesn't happen in the race. And then unfortunately, it happened in the race. So... Um, we won on circuit by quite well it was actually um actually ended up cruising for the last 20 minutes of the race to try and like show hey we've got no advantage but obviously that, that's not really mm. how it works um, oh well and then um, yeah we lost that one unfortunately but uh, was vindicated the day after where we won by like 30 seconds with an eagle car so I was like well there you go you know <laughs> yeah the pace was there regardless but um, otherwise yeah it's been a, a fairly
0: decent season you know I feel like um, it's yeah it's it's going well <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you and Gordy, excellent teamwork, seemingly, and the car's running well as well. Um, so, there's the final round is the 22nd and 23rd October at uh, Donington, I believe. Yeah. And there's two races there. So, what's the, what's the game plan? All-out attack, like, in the rest of the year? Or are you going to be looking at the points and managing expectations? I'd seen where, I think it's Mattel cars in second. Well, we, I don't know. We're, I think we have different ideas of what managing the
1: championship is. So, I mean, I remember in the <laughs> in, in in the last round, uh, our last victory at round one of the last Donington round, uh, my engineer, it's a, a fellow named Gav, was on the radio saying, Jimmy, think of a championship. I was like, okay, I'll win then. So like... <laughs> <laughs> but what, what he meant by that is like, don't get in, into any stupid maneuvers, obviously. Um, we would love to wrap it up in the first race. Um, it means that I think our closest rivals needs like a fifth or something like that or a fourth for that to happen um, but if not you know, we're, we can I think come third or fourth in both races and still walk away with it so if, uh, so, I don't know I think we'll have a chat there but we've always been go maximize the result is how we've always raced um, so I imagine we'll probably try and do that
0: well it's going to be interesting it'll be all live streamed and then of course afterwards you'll do uh, some video roundup reports I'm sure looking forward to watching those uh, best of luck we're recording this interview before that final round, but releasing it afterwards. So, uh, I don't know, let's pretend I am Paul DeResta for a second. Uh, congratulations on your championship, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, also, uh, commiseration. sorry, but, you know, good luck next year. Right, it's 10 sticks. out of 10. I like yeah. that. <laughs> That's good. Right, so has extra sim practice helped you at all this season in the real-world Praga series? I mean, like, I always feel like sim racing is a great, like, running start into real-life
1: racing. Um, it will help you understand what uh, what cars do and how, in general, they react, and sort of what lines you should be taking. Even racecraft, you know, I, I feel like a lot of my racecraft has come from sim racing, um, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a
0: bad thing, but <laughs> it's, it's come from there. Like you had a little spin, at, was it Old Hall Donington? But then you mentioned in your video that you were straight into first gear, or on the clutch, uh, you know, as you're rotating, which is a very sim racer thing to get back in the race, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it felt I, I had a chuckle to myself afterwards, thinking like, I don't think I'd be able to do that without without the, all the sim stuff. But you know, for the actual sort of visceral um, sort of getting your your brain in check and mm-hmm. um, trying to sort of suppress the massive adrenaline surge you get from you know yeah. from from the speed you hit on track. It's uh, that's something you have to go and have experience in. I think.
0: Sp- speaking of experience, how's like doing track days in the super or the time attack events in MX-5s, is that just giving you additional track time to get used to the processes involved in motorsport alongside the Praga deal?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I really wish that I had done more driving in something like an MX-5. Um, something affordable, yeah. Yeah. Well, th- mainly because, like, one, it's a lot more approachable and you haven't got to have a team of people to run the car. It's just you and your mate, you know, in a box of tools. Mm. And, um, two, because, like, there's so much you can learn from driving a car like that that, um... I I went the other way around. I learned in a Praga and then got better in a Mazda. You know what I mean? That, that's, <laughs> not, that, that's, that's not how it should be. Um, but you know, in the in the MX-5, the Time Attack MX-5, which is this little sort of 180 horsepower NA little rocket thing, it's all about keeping the car like in a four wheel slide in the fast corners. And obviously, that doesn't really apply to the Praga. But what does apply is like that nuance of like, right, where am I in like the 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 phase of the tire slipping? Have I gone too far? Mm. The, like. They've not gone far enough. And you can feel that in the Praga. The Praga moves around quite a lot, um, more than maybe you can see on, on camera. So, um, having like not panicking when that happens and just sort of riding it is something that I've definitely learned from the slower cars.
0: Right. So, yeah, because like you say, the Praga has got downfalls. And yeah. uh, is it slicks as well? And MX5 probably doesn't. But uh, yeah, I suppose easier said than done, but getting out there and. Uh, Learning as quick as you can with something more affordable, or like when you are with Ben, team at Marduk, actually, and his road car Merc that he has with his yeah, nice, yeah. nice private plate, and you were helping him on on track doing a track day with it. I suppose it's something that um, yeah, more people should get into if they've got the sim racing bug. Invest some of that budget that could have been spent on a rig a bit on a couple of track days or something. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think so. I, I'm, I'm more, I'm still, I still champion sim racing. Now. I still think you can get so much value out of just know what you would get for it well what's a set of tires a set, a set of decent track tires for the mx5 is like 800 quid 700 quid something like that you know
0: ah uh, right and still that, a fair that, amount
1: <laughs> yeah now that will last you maybe like uh depends on, on how, how much you want to attempt bait but they'll probably last you like three days you know two two days mm. of like hard track driving um and then in that you could have bought you know i'm not sure what what sits in that bracket now in the symbols? like it's like a, a 800 pound bracket
0: yeah, yeah, it depends because everything's gone up in price recently and then you're just talking, that might be just the computer, then you've got like the wheelbases, you've got to go drive it, drive. there's some cheaper ones now, but there's more expensive ones now. It's great for there's more competition, but um, I don't know, you probably need, with a with a computer and a monitor and a good direct drive wheel, 1500 minimum, I would say. But you can build it up by bit, bit by bit, that's the key thing about sim racing. You can start with a yeah, I mean, uh, lowly Logitech and a PlayStation and then go up from there, right?
1: Exactly. I mean like you, you
0: you can be an absolute uh all the gear and no
1: idea and buy of well. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, I mean I, I started with a G twenty seven and a rickety ass play seat that moved from there whenever I shifted or break the pedals. So, um yeah, all part I mean, of the experience. Yeah, you don't need anything big to, to go racing, I don't think. We? We'll go to sim racing.
0: True. Um we'll we'll touch we'll circle back to sim racing in a bit. But you also mentioned uh, drive to survive there with a nice pun. So I thought I'd use that as leverage to segue into uh, real world Formula One, because during a Formula One race, you're tweeting your thoughts or some jokes throughout it. So, is that the, your main uh, motorsport interest? That series, Formula One. Um, you know, I, I do like F1, but I mean, you
1: know, if you're being completely honest, it's just the one that has the most following. Like, yeah, it's that's one, true. It's, it's, it's the one that has the most buzz around it. So, like, as someone who is, I guess, I don't know, in, in kind of semi-involved in, in the motorsport world now, like. I, I would love to sit there and, like, tweet stuff about WEC uh, or, you know, or tweet stuff about, you know, but the uh classic touring car races that go on in, in a club scene. But no one's going to watch it, unfortunately. And uh, so, like, or, or be or be involved in it. Like, F1's his own little sort of unique motorsport thing, you know, where it's... Uh, the racing is mm-hmm. so yeah, pretty damn cool. You know, like, the, the cars are pretty damn cool. But it's more about, like, the drama, Um which I... I don't really I enjoy watching from afar I don't enjoy being embroiled in it like it's, it's kind of okay, like watching yeah. a, it's like watching a dumpster fire you know it's like oh, that's pretty funny but also like don't want to be in it
0: <laughs> there's a lot of politics a lot of controversies perhaps more than ever maybe it's the media hyping up maybe it's liberty media letting more things out there but it certainly yes you could be f1 twitter can be weird sometimes right
1: it can be, I mean, like, um, don't get me wrong, like, I'm, I'm loving seeing so many people now interested in motorsport, or so, in F1 yeah, and, yeah. motorsport. and, you know, it, it does trickle down, I mean, it isn't like 100% of people who tune into F1 then go watch something else, but even that's 5% of people, that's still like hundreds of thousands of people have gone to look elsewhere into different motorsport. so... I mean, I think you you, you know Tom. I'm a, I'm a bit of a I, I like me the club. I'm a i am love me club oh, racing. Yeah. It's, it's it's the heart of all motorsport, in my opinion. Um, so you know, if, if if watching F1 trickles down to going to your mm. local track, paying a ticket and watching you know some guys smash it round in old escorts, then like yeah,
0: that that's a good thing as well. I think. Yeah, hopefully that's the case. I mean, I, we've discussed before and written about how uh, more people will be watching club racing when you're involved. If you're talking about Formula One, yeah, hopefully there's some crossover there because apparently you're talking about Formula One on an amp. What What's an amp? <laughs> on an amp.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. um, yeah, so I, re- I recently got this really uh, awesome um, gig with um, with amp um, for a sidecast called Fast and Loose, um, which, you know, I'm not quite sure where that name came from. There's lots of jokes you made there, but I'm going to just <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, oh, you yeah. didn't invent that name? Okay. No, okay. no, I mean... I've I mean, God, no. um, but the um, the whole idea of it and I, I really love this premise is to sort of be a, a, a more accessible um, sort of F1 it's, it's, it's like a like a radio show type deal I think is the best way of describing how it is we'll, we'll watch the sessions live we'll sort of commentate what's going on bring in sort of news that's been happening recently more like a chat show than anything else um, I think there's a for, for me there's, I actually wanted to do a separate thing similar to that and when this came along I was like yeah okay this fits in with you know what i was looking to maybe do on my own but basically trying to make f1 a little bit less f1's got a proverbial stick up his arse you know it needs Mm. to it needs to be a bit more chill Uh,
0: i think the way we approach it is a bit more lighthearted, a bit more fun oh hence the word fast and loose i guess so the topics are more free-flowing i guess and more like it all fits together in the end yeah we, we spent a long time on our last broadcast discussing who would win in a
1: game of musical chairs. And it sort of came down to, like, the uh, <laughs> it would be either Alonso or Verstappen, because that would be the most violent. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could see that.
1: <laughs> then, of course, unfortunately, right now we're only US only, so we
0: have to then explain what musical chairs was. <laughs> to, to US oh, audience. really? <laughs> I don't think anybody was. So. <laughs> so people can interact with you while you're discussing, and, and is it live?
1: Yeah, it's live, and they can call in, um, which gives a sort of element of jeopardy, as you can imagine. When you have someone calling in live, um, but so far mm. everyone's been very well behaved. It's been quite an entertaining discussion, and it's really um, interesting how many people. Are, you know, I mean, fifty percent of the people who call in have come from Drive to Survive. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So like, it's it's amazing to see like how many people that show has brought in.
0: Yeah, it's um, people mention it all the time, but even then, that probably doesn't do it justice. How. How popular that is and it's easy to forget just how massive netflix is and how it's in literally every <laughs> single country and it's always like translated or dubbed or subtitles so like formula one it's always been a global sport but now it's really yeah i suppose as well in particular uh, got a larger following in the usa than it probably ever has yeah i, I think
1: so too and you know I, I like to think that our our role maybe it's just me thinking like uh I don't know, a bit uh, optimistically but our role is to try and bring these fans in so they enjoy the sport the way that it's i say intended to be enjoyed that that sounds like i, I have like <laughs> it has to be a certain way it doesn't at all but yeah. i think people will come in and maybe come in with a little bit of knowledge and not much and it's uh, it's nice to be able to sort of bring these people into the sport and, and like and gently introduce them into like some of the deeper mechanics of what's going on you know it isn't just what you see on the surface because i i feel unfortunately that and even myself making a couple of jokes about it recently even today about um a bit of gatekeeping around f1 and especially drive to five fans people oh no you've come from like well who cares where they came from you know i i I came from um just being perched next to my dad on the sofa you know Mm. like that's about it like i didn't purposely get into it so
0: it's the same sort of thing yeah you're right sometimes there is a bit of um elitism towards the drive to survive fans but i think when you watch a Formula one race and you see uh that every race even though they're quite expensive is basically sold out there's fans everywhere yeah. um that's just only a good thing for the sport if there's more viewers there's more money more money could improve the show somehow I, you know there's, well, I, there's many I mean, different positives i think to having a bigger audience
1: I think the thing is that, like, a lot of the people that have these issues are sweaty nerds like you and me. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't we're like, the purists. Yeah, we don't really go to many of the races; to watch it from home. So, true. like, you've got a good point. Uh, in, in the in the night, yeah, I mean, obviously, F one you're just until three love to come along. But um, the truth of the matter is that F one and Liberty are going to only care about who comes and actually pays for tickets to come to the events. You mm. know, not not us lads on our keyboards. That's,
0: <laughs> that's true. Amp just quickly then to round that off. Fast and loose is is it during every race weekend?
1: Yeah, every race weekend. Right now, I'm doing the uh, the practice and qualifying shows. So I'm, I'm right. there for that, um, which was really Thanks. great when practice was delayed at Singapore. That was great. Uh, <laughs> enjoyed oh, that you have to pad
0: for time then, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've done it a bit before in other jobs, but I always forget like how difficult it is but the thing, the thing is the guys are so well prepared they've got like this big sheet of like here are some things to talk about I'm like, I oh, okay. thank you guys you know like, <laughs> it's, it's not like you're in the wind and uh Still. yeah i mean if you're um if you're currently a us listener and fancy a sort of alternative take on uh on f1 then it'd be great to to have you on board we also do have a um a race show as well uh that's not I, i'm not on that but it's got uh michelle beadle and Kidmira doing that yes and um then so that we have a post race show, which is the most insane lineup ever for the post-race show. It's Will Arnett. So oh, yeah, Bojack I've seen Orson that.
0: <laughs> and Mika Hakkinen. I know. Um, how, how did that even happen? I'd love to be been in the meeting when that was discussed, but fantastic. I don't know. I, I, I assume that like maybe Will
1: Arnett, because he, he's sort of like a new F1 fan himself. He's like, yeah, I, I really, I'm really into F1. I want to be involved in it. I assume he said that and forgot, forgot. well, come do this. He's like, yeah, sure. And then they go, right, we need someone who actually, you know, knows what they're talking about. Uh, Mika uh, yeah like okay then, then just smash them together and it'll work and the thing is it does work it's um, wow I, I would have thought it'd be a bit of like a, mm, I'm not sure you know M- Mika's sort of famously a little bit well he was a bit reserved not so much anymore
0: yeah but, um, it's, it's very yeah, different it is. when he's actually an active driver I guess yeah it seems to work well um, so nice yeah it's, well- uh, it's a cool show Cool, well, I, I can't listen to it yet, but hopefully one day. Uh, but actually, the majority of our listeners and readers are in the US, so there's plenty of people out there. So check out Jimmy uh, on that when you can. We'll put links in the description to this particular interview. Um, sticking on the Formula One theme, I know we've talked a lot of Formula One, but uh, hmm. we've you've, we've talked about how Drag 5 is huge for the sport, but I also think that there's a, a gaming aspect where if there's a solid yearly racing game for Formula One, that drink, perhaps uh, brings in a younger crowd. I think about how I got into... Rich touring cars and WRC, and actually it was by playing Colin McRae Rally yeah, yeah. and Tucker 2 when I was younger, right? Because I got it for Christmas. And there'll be people that are still also ten years old now, and they might be playing an F1 game. But now there are two yearly Formula One games. I've seen you've been playing and streaming Formula One Manager 2022. Yeah. Um, what are your overall opinions on the on the fact that there's now a, a separate manager game for the for the sport?
1: I think I think it's nice to have, I think it sits in a sort of a similar category to you know like a football manager, where like it's not quite as popular as the main series, but people like it. You know, mm. um, my, my my personal sort of thoughts on on the game, like it was like a, a seven out of ten last time I played it. It was like I enjoy playing it. I think it's fun. You know, I enjoy sort of um, trying to beat the AI with my like, scuffed has team. You know, like it's it's, yeah. it's sort of fun to do that, but. Um, I think because F I mean like when you're F football manager, right, you have all these infinite choices you can make. There's so many teams, so many players. In F one there's ten teams and you know, only drivers that have been approved by the FIA are allowed in the game. So it's such exactly. a smaller experience in in, in that regard, but uh, and, and I do think some of the sort of upgrades and stats they have are just numbers that are just, they don't really represent anything. They're just there to be like, hey, you've got like 0.4% better. Like, cool. Am I going to see anything from that? Like, no, but you get like this really satisfying green tick next to it when you upgrade your part, you know. So, um, the, the, but the game itself is, you know, I, I do enjoy it. I think it just needs, uh, it's its the first one in the, in the series from these guys. So yeah, no, I, I think that that. this is, um, they're still learning a bit, but I did enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I'm on a, on a similar plane. I actually really, really enjoyed playing through it. it it's when you actually play it for longer, you realise that, that there needs to be further depth, I think, yeah, in some yeah. areas. And so I think my verdict on it was this is a great platform to build upon. Like, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it develops.
1: I, I, I want one of my drivers to get like get embroiled in some media contra- like, controversy, you know? Yeah. And be like, well, how do I deal with this? I want to, I want to get, I want to get accused of overspending and see how I deal with that <laughs>
0: as a manager, you know? That would be more fun. Yeah, we've actually did an article and a video where it's like what we'd like to see in the future for manager games. It kind of bombed. I think it was really good, but no one really watched it. And speaking of which, how how are you approaching uh, YouTube content creation at the minute in terms of creating something that? you'll enjoy to make versus something that may you know trying to be popular because the youtube algorithm is a, a weird and wonderful thing that's extremely difficult to predict sometimes
1: yeah i mean like it's it's it, uh, over the last few months it's been quite difficult if i'm honest like um i i found and you know i've, I've been doing youtube and sim racing for what, six, seven years now, something like that. It's, it's been a long time and sim racing always has, like, a, a fun place in, in my heart, but I find that sim racing nowadays, to me anyway, is, it's stale. Like, I've, um, I've done so much in, in on the genre and we're still, we're still doing the same things. We're still racing GT3s at Spa. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're still racing Mazdas at Okiyama. We're, uh-huh. and all the, and this, this this is a part of the shame for me all the interesting content is cars that we don't see race very often you know like so i loved all the group c stuff i've recently got back into driving in in, in i-racing the the sort of camel gt nissan and and the lotus 79 because they're actually cars that have like personality to them i know if you talk to an esports driver they'll probably they'll probably tell I'm, i'm talking rubbish but if you get into a GT3 car as someone maybe doesn't drive that much and you go between GT3 cars, you won't be able to tell the difference between how they drive. And then, like, for me, I wonder... I mean, I think I'm more of an enthusiast of just cars and racing than I am of the actual driving of racing. That makes sense. That, yeah, it
0: does make a lot of sense. I think I'm a similar um, boat.
1: I just think, like, you're missing out on so much. And... Um, so much awesome potential and so many cool things by just sort of putting yourself in this sort of corner, and 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 The Sims cater to that because that's what people want to do, which is fair enough. You know what 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 can you do there? Um, I mean, also like I found myself, I really enjoy doing the real life content, but it's it's my my audience doesn't owe me anything. I, I want to say that first of all, they, they don't owe they don't owe anything. They don't owe me to watch my videos that I put out. It doesn't matter what effort I put into something, they, they don't owe to watch it or not. But when you do spend a lot of time and effort in a real life video, and they take mm. substantially longer to make than a sim video, like maybe like 10 times longer, 10 times more effort, and 10 times more expensive, and then people just don't want to watch it. You think, okay, well, well what do I do then? And then I'll, I'll do a video where I'm reacting to videos that aren't even mine, mm. and it will do so much better. And I'm just like, is that what YouTube is now? Like, it's a short react content. And I I, I, I think it's like, I think there's entertainment in it, and I enjoy doing it sometimes, but I also think, like, is this lazy? Like, am I being lazy here? Um, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Uh, I, I think if I... The content that I used to make, the sort of sim content where I pick a car, pick a track, and just go have some fun, doesn't really work anymore because that's not what people want anymore. Like, mm. sim racing was still sort of being explored back then, you know, and people were still aren't trying to understand what it is. Now it's it, a lot more popular than it was, so... Um, me just driving a car somewhere and shouting about it, I don't think has the same appeal as it used
0: to. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's so many avenues we could uh, explore and unpack based on what you just said there. I found that extremely fascinating. There's several there's several things there. So first of all, it's trying to work out what the audience wants to watch, right? And And your audience and your content must evolve with, I suppose, the times. But having said that, there must be hopefully a balance to be struck where sometimes maybe a video of you just driving a car, even if it's not too popular maybe you could still do them if it's keeping the hardcore audience involved or keeping you happy and then maybe you do have to pander to the algorithm a bit with some reactionary videos which a lot of content creators do it seems to be the thing on youtube um i'm not sure there that's just one that i think hopefully over time will evolve and you can get your head around it i suppose
1: it's a, it, it's a tricky one because the reason i started doing content and youtube is like the passion of the sport and mm. you know um people always say like oh it must be great being a youtuber you know you've um you've you've done so much come so far and I, i'm i'm lucky now i live you know what i to be quite a privileged life because of that you know like i i do a lot of things i didn't think i'd be able to do including things like racing you know if we all yeah. know how expensive racing is and i'm i'm able to do that so know I'm very lucky to be able to do that but on on the flip side like um the amount of people come in and say oh like how do I do that and the reality is you spend you know the first year or two whether you're me anyway not earning anything and you know just sort of doing it for the love and the thing is I wonder now would I still do it for the love um because I've been fortunate enough to to um to sort of reach my goals you know my goal was yep. to be a racing car driver that was my life goal and it's been completed now and now i'm just like okay cool uh what's next <laughs> um, <laughs> um well you can it, always do I, more racing next year yeah it's, it's, it's a massive first world problem to have but i think it's just like a motivational thing i think once i once i sort it out it'll be okay but yeah unfortunately it sort of trickles down to things like youtube content as well
0: yeah one thing i would say and I would, i'd like to try and give you a ray of hope let's say is when you're talking about <laughs> Let's say uh, sim racing; it can be a little stale. I think that's that was the word you used. Um, mm-hmm. I think an element of that is that the existing popular platforms have been around for a while. So you know, i, I racing is obviously well long established. They have their quarterly drops, which which are great. Uh, Assetto Corsa Competizione is, is is long in the tooth. Um, R Factor Two has been around for eons. Uh, you know that the hardcore sims are have not been replaced, but in the future, maybe next year and the year after, it does look like things are maybe heading that way as well, right? Who knows if they'll be any good or not, but they're certainly going to be Bren Sport. And okay, they've announced the GT3 cars to start with, but hopefully they had something different, right? There's also potentially Ian Bell's just announced he's going to be coming back at some point. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Mm, you my know? God. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but, but, but I think my point is that. Also, there's going to be an of Corsa too, right? Which could be not just GT3 cars. It could be all sorts of weird and wonderful, interesting cars, hopefully. So I think my overall sentiment there is that there are other players now coming into the market, for better or worse, but at least maybe there might be something new in 23 or 24. I don't know if that interests yeah, you. Yeah, I not.
1: think so. You know, and, and and bear in mind, of course, if you're listening, thinking, "Who is this whiny bastard?" Like, I, I, I'm just talking as a content creator, you know, right, as someone course. who has to make make stuff that you that people want to watch, and it has to be also interesting for me as well, you know. Well, but when something mad comes out for a set of course, I'm like, "Yeah, yo, I want to give that a go." That looks stupid, you know. Like hmm. that's that's the sort of stuff I enjoy doing. So, well, but then when someone, you know. Oh, I've got this new uh, iteration of the AMG GT3 car with slightly different winglets. that uh, drives completely different. Like, I
0: do not care. Like, I did, not, <laughs> did not, you know, like. Yeah, um, but it's tricky but because I, they'll be talking about that, I guess, because they think, oh, we'll have to put a video out this week. Is there anything new? Okay, there's this Evo version of a GT3 car.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather just not make a video in that case. You know. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the balance, though, isn't it? Because I guess it ultimately pays the bills for many for many content creators. Also, though, as well, like you mentioned there, you are a content creator, and there, obviously there are several of them that are popular, but the majority of people are viewers and players, so the challenges you face are different to yeah, someone like me who's just playing the game. I don't have to think of interesting ideas about video content creation. When, I know, I mean, what, like, like, like I said, it's, it's, it's part of the course, you know, and exactly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely like happy with that. You
1: know, it's, I've, I've enjoyed it for many years doing this stuff, but... What, I mean, think the the thing came to me where I was like, I, I, I'm I'm quite good friends with um, with Steve Super GT,
0: yeah.
1: And um, you know, I, I look at his content, and his channel, same content he was doing three years ago. I look at the content nice. on my channel, same content I was doing three years ago. You know, content on Ben's channel, same content he was doing three years ago. And it's like, cool. Like this isn't sustainable, uh, and I, and that's why I try doing a bit of the real life content, but it has to be really good
0: um which is hard mm.
1: because i'm not very good at it
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i don't know about that i don't play yourself down there i really enjoyed your spot vlogs and videos that you create so i would say please keep it up hopefully you get a drive for next year anything in the offing at the minute or is that all off record at the minute
1: um i think that there's a possibility i'll be driving something next year um okay. and the possibility is it might not be in this country so um oh
0: exciting yeah so hopefully it's something to come on that soon. Fair enough. Oh well, good luck with those plans, and uh, as soon as they're announced, we'll we'll hopefully be in touch. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah, that'll be cool. That that's interesting. Just want to touch upon really briefly your brief dalliance with with Twitch recently. To Twitch or not to Twitch—that's the question. Uh, yeah. Is that also another? And is that another outlet where you could maybe uh, find yourself to be more creative? But then obviously maybe then you don't want to upset the YouTube audience. How do you find the balance there?
1: Yeah, I just find with youtube and i've said this a few times like i think the way you make content on youtube is it has to be like a prescribed thing you say right i'm doing this today here is the thumbnail for this here is a title for this and that that is what is happening and then youtube then puts it out and you know um it goes to people and after about an hour or so i notice of youtube it stops sort of recommending your stream and slowly the numbers sort of fall off Mm. um and then yeah i'm not sure what what entirely it's based on to be honest because i it, it does sometimes pick up again like in a matter of interest in the stream but as a general rule you have your peak about an hour in and it'll dwindle off until the end of the stream with twitch um twitch seems to like support this longer form content where you can sort of say so, right i'm going to just take a break for a second let's just chat and you'll mm-hmm. lose a few viewers because you aren't doing the thing people want to see you do but like it isn't like the catastrophic uh, the, the cliff you know of YouTube yeah. when. When that happens, and they come back onto it, they don't come back on YouTube. Um, so I don't know. Like I-, I felt Twitch to like the weird thing is you're just doing the same thing, just on a different platform. You know, that creatively it doesn't really change anything. But I find that Twitch is more accommodating for that that sort of the actual streaming than YouTube is. YouTube still very much feels like a like you know you need to engage with us platform. You need to be hundred percent. You yeah, need to watch this thing, you to like this, you to comment this, you know. And it's so nice on Twitch just to be like, I haven't got to remind people to hit the like button because, like, that's what you have to do. YouTube yeah. is one big advert of like, this button measures my success. Please
0: press it, you know, like. 100%. Well, yeah, and their algorithm feeds into that, I'm sure of it, you know. If you're saying, oh, like, subscribe, comment, I'm going to make a short, I'm going to do a community post, I'm going to do a poll, everything, all those two, everything in. I come from a search engine. Uh, background which is very boring i won't uh, explain the details but i've been working with the google algorithm all my professional career and if there's a tool or a thing that they do if you don't do it you're going to be immediately delisted or put down the rankings and i think that's exactly the same when they took over youtube is a similar philosophy right so you're right yeah with twitch it's more laid back it's more like no, i'm just going to make content i've got to start doing shorts haven't i but yeah i've got to start doing some dance <laughs> yeah get get some dancing on there do like a TikTok sort of video but put it on YouTube as well hashtag shorts I don't know I'm not suggesting you should do that for, for the minute but that is a, a feature within YouTube therefore they probably pay you know take kindly to your channel it's all a bit weird
1: yeah no I understand
0: so I don't want to keep you too long but just in terms of like your ideas process do you is it spur of the moment or have you got a few things planned out obviously you know with the real world motorsport you have like the calendar so you know there's going to be something for that but for the virtual based stuff is it based on like what new releases are coming out? Like let's say for example, there's going to be WRC again in a, in a month or two. Is that something you're already sort of working towards?
1: Honestly, like, no, like I, I've never been organized in my entire life and anyone who's been around me will know how frustrating <laughs> I am as a human being to like, to be around. Like I'm very much like wake up in the morning and go, ah, uh, uh, racing stewards, all right. And then walk in there and like, but the problem is that idea process. Sometimes you wake up and go nothing and then nothing happens. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, I could obviously change the the process and it could be a bit more, what I would like to call efficient, and a bit more like, um, okay, that's a bit more like content generation process. But for me, like, that takes the love out of it. It takes the fun out of it. Like, I, I'd much rather be inconsistent and having fun than consistent and just reeling off, you know, a list of content that I've got to go through. Um, the whole idea, yeah, about... Uh, when I started YouTube was to just do stuff that I enjoyed doing and I Um. I, whilst I know there are things out there that could get me a lot of views I would rather not go down that I mean I I stopped doing like the the career mode of F1 2022 because I just didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy it so yeah okay well you know there's I mean like Codemasters still have that same busted ass version of Spa they put into the game every year and I think oh cool like I'm supporting this by like showing the game off and driving around you know like so it's a
0: effort. <laughs> I really wish there would. Oh, I don't want to go on a tangent too much, but yeah, that version of Spa, holy moly! It's supposed to be like <laughs> ten years old at least. Anyway, the uh, uphill bus. It? No, the downhill bus stop, isn't it? My favorite bit of that. The uh... very, good. very good, very good. There's also like lumps and bumps all over the Hungara ring. That... Uh, uh, anyway, sorry. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just getting angry about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have fun with the game, but the tracks are the main bugbear for me. So hopefully, ne- hopefully next year or the year after. Uh, right, Jimmy, thank you very much for your time. I don't want to keep you too long, as I said. Um, but just genuinely, it's been an interesting conversation about the the challenging balance of continually making content, but also your thoughts on Formula One. Uh, I should say, good luck with the Fast and Loose sidecast on AMP. So those in America, give it a listen. And also, better luck with the finale of the Praga Cup. Yeah, thank you very much,
1: man. And uh, hopefully, your definitely not pre-recorded message of me winning or losing <laughs> <laughs> pops up at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. All right, Jimmy, thank you very much. Well, there we go, Jimmy Broadbent. Thank you very much for your time. I hope you found that as enlightening as I did. Because staying at the top of your YouTube game while balancing a fledgling mudspot career must be a big challenge. Don't forget to hear Jimmy and Gordy download or stream the bonus episode recorded on the Sunday after winning the two final Prague Cup races of the season and wrapping up the title. If you'd like to support the show or hear more from the world of sim racing and racing video games, please follow and rate the Traction podcast on Spotify, subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts, or simply listen by your favorite podcast service. Thanks very much for listening. Keep it pinned.